It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, where I am live here on a Tuesday night for the Wednesday episode because of the current news that came out on Tuesday about the Carolina Panthers coaching search. But if you ever miss a live episode like this one, it's okay because you're right now probably listening on your podcast feed. Just just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show. To participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers, either at me or DM me. On Twitter, at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So I guess Mama's home cooking wasn't enough to bring Ben Johnson back home from Detroit. News came out on Tuesday evening from NFL Network reporter Tom Pelissero that Detroit Lions OC Ben Johnson informed teams interested he's staying in Detroit per sources. Johnson was slated to travel Wednesday to interview with the Carolina Panthers, but he feels Detroit is building something special and wants to see it through. Should be a hot head coach name again next year. Ben Johnson feels that Detroit is building something special and wants to see it through. That has not been uttered since the days of Barry Sanders up there in Detroit, but congratulations to Lions fan because their innovative OC is going back to run it back with Dan Campbell and the knee eaters and Jared Goff, who actually looked pretty good this season. Panthers kicked his ass, but he looked pretty good overall in Detroit as the Lions went 9-8. That one is a stunner, folks, because – Starting out the coaching season, which really started in earnest last week, Ben Johnson, to my surprise, was considered the favorite to be the next head coach here in Carolina. Five to one odds. He was born in Charleston. He grew up in Asheville, went to play football, hold a clipboard really, at uh, UNC under Butch Davis, and has been in the NFL for 11 years. First year as a play caller up in Detroit, but did an excellent job. So I was surprised to see his name because I didn't think that Ben Johnson was going to be the guy the Panthers were targeting. But apparently that's who David Tepper wanted to talk to, Jonathan Jones, who I mentioned the other day on the NFL Today on CBS, the lead insider there for them, had said that Ben Johnson looked like the favorite in Carolina. And I was wondering how in the world could he be the favorite when he had not even interviewed. And, well, he never even got the chance to interview. I guess he had the chance, but he said, you know what, guys, I'm good. I'm going to stay in Detroit. 
I don't know. Maybe because Asheville's changed so much. He doesn't view it as his hometown anymore. He doesn't want to go back. Maybe that's one of the reasons why Ben Johnson doesn't want to come to Carolina. I have no idea. It certainly is surprising for a guy who already went through an interview with Houston, and I think he also interviewed with the Colts that didn't get here to the night before his interview in Carolina and say, no, actually, I'm good. I'm just going to stay in Detroit. And I had saw a tweet out there, I guess this was from an article written a year ago back when Ben Johnson was a Titans coach uh, for the Lions under Dan Campbell. And he talked about how he would never want to disappoint Dan Campbell and how they have such a close relationship. So we're seeing during this process that he really wants to go back and work under a guy that he looks up to and is a great friend of his. And can you really blame the guy at the end of the day? No. It sucks, though, for the Panthers and more so for David Sackler, who was eager to meet with Ben Johnson and had him slated as his top guy. And it really felt like it was going to be one of those situations like a couple years ago when he went down to Waco, Texas, and him and Marty Meatballs fell in love with Matt Rule, where it's like, man, we're not going to let you get on a plane and go interview with the Giants. We want you right now to be our head coach. It feels like that might have been the same case had they actually been able to talk to Ben Johnson. Now, because of the NFL rules, actually, they would have to still go on with in-person interviews, the Rooney rule and all that kind of stuff. But it would have basically been over had Ben Johnson been able to impress David Tepper. And part of me thinks maybe it's a blessing in disguise that David Tepper actually has to see this process out opposed to being like, I'm targeting this one guy. That's who I want. I don't care about any other candidates. Yeah, I'll talk to other people because I have to. But I really only want this one coach. And that looked like it was going to be Ben Johnson. And Ben Johnson now becomes the third coach to pull out of the search. D'Amico Ryans and Gerard Mayo both saying that they didn't want to interview here in Carolina because they looked at the candidate list and understood what was going on here. Oh, Ken Dorsey, quarterback, OC coach, um, Mike Kafka, former quarterback, OC, Kellen Moore, former quarterback, OC, Shane Steichen, former quarterback, OC, Ben Johnson, former quarterback, OC. Oh, yeah, this owner's clearly just trying to check a box by having us come here. We're good. D'Amico also has a really good situation in San Francisco. So he should be picky and he should wonder the intentions of the owners that want to talk to him and decide that, you know what, let me wait for what happens maybe next year or maybe circle back later on the process. At first thought, he said, I don't want to interview. He could still interview here in Carolina, but right now, D'Amico Ryan's not interested in the Carolina Panthers. Gerard Mayo had interviewed in Cleveland with the Browns to be their defensive coordinator. The Patriots are like, we're not going to let you go. Come back here. That probably had more to do with it as far as him pulling out of Carolina than the actual lack of interest. But I'm sure it also played a role. So now Ben Johnson, D'Amico Ryans, and Gerard Mayo all are not going to interview here in Carolina. Steve Wilkes is interviewed. Um, Mike... Jim Caldwell, rather. Jim Caldwell. There is a Mike Caldwell. But Jim Caldwell is interviewed. Uh, Frank Reich is interviewed. Shane Steichen is interviewed. And they still have other coaches like Ken Dorsey with the Bills. Ezra Evero from the Broncos. Mike Kafka. Kellen Moore, who they requested to interview. And we'll see if at some point in time they do. So I don't think it's a time to panic. We're only a week into this. I know there's got to be people out there that really wanted Ben Johnson and really wanted to have his offensive innovation come here and think that he could work with a young quarterback and bring this offense into the modern era. And it also would be different than what we've ever seen here in Carolina. And I know there's the angst surrounding if Wilkes is a head coach, that's going to be Ron Rivera 2.0 and the conservative nature and the offense is just going to be run first and the best teams in the league aren't doing that. And I counter by saying Steve Wilkes went out there and played with the hand that he was dealt and was able to have success. I mean, 500 
Would you look at the history of the Carolina Panthers? That's what they've been. I had a guy tweet at me like, oh, great. Well, I guess we should bring back Wilkes and uh, Al Holcomb as a D.C. and just be mediocre and go 8-9, eight and 9-8 eight eight, nine, nine eight every year. And I told him, I was like, buddy, you do understand that aside from a couple god-awful seasons and a couple good seasons, that's what the Panthers have been for 28 years? Just kind of right there in the middle? And don't get me wrong, I want more as well. I don't think we can sit here and see Ben Johnson pulling out of the search and think that, oh, damn. Well, Panthers are screwed now. I don't think you can say that at all because we have no idea if the guy could come in here and be an effective communicator, be able to get everyone on board and lead these men. We don't know that. I'm not saying he can't and he won't in the future. We just don't know. So it's unfortunate that he didn't even get in the door to talk to David Tepper and that he decided, like, ah, yeah, I'm from North Carolina but I, I'm good. It sucks to see that because he's certainly one of the hot candidates, but he'll be available next year. And who knows how the coaching search goes and if David Tepper gets it right or not. He could try and circle back next year if that's the case. But Lord willing, that won't be the case and Carolina can get the right coach. So now what? Shane Steichen, is he the top candidate? Is it Steve Wilkes in a way by default, but really in my eyes shouldn't be? Is it Sean Payton? Because there's a little bit more steam or a little bit, there's some smoke over there, actually, when it comes to Sean Payton, Roman Harper. I'm not sure whether he was on the radio or a podcast, but I decided to text Roman because I saw some people on Twitter were saying, hey, Roman Harper thinks Sean Payton might come to Carolina. I had to ask Roman, okay, are people misrepresenting you or is this something actually true that you said? So we'll talk about what's potentially next for the Carolina Panthers and their coaching search as, I mean, guys, we're only a week into it. But still, we'll do that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, let me tell you guys again about Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal this year is to eat a little healthier, which is the goal every year for people, if we're being honest, and we always fail to do it. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built. Well, Built healthy is actually tasty, and seriously, y'all, this is so delicious that you won't think it's good for you, perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good, you ask? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate on every single Built Bar, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste just like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or at Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart. Walk on down to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're closer to a Sam's Club, and of course, if you're a member, run, don't walk, and grab a 13-bar box with their hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so Ben Johnson's out of the search. What now for the Carolina Panthers? Where do they go? As I mentioned, Shane Steichen's already interviewed. Jim Caldwell's already interviewed. Steve Wilkes has already interviewed. Frank Reich has already interviewed. They requested to talk to Mike Kafka, who's not doing any interviews this week as the Giants are still in the playoffs. I think he'll be available next week. We'll see. Callan Moore, they requested to talk to him. Uh, will that happen? We'll see. Uh, Ezra Everell, who's been a hot candidate in Denver, where he's the defensive coordinator, also in Houston. And I want to say he's also going to interview up in Indianapolis. He will also uh, come here at some point interview. At least he's been requested to interview here. And then Ken Dorsey, former Panthers quarterback coach and current Bills offensive coordinator, has also been requested, and we'll see Excuse me. Uh, when he will, if he does, come up here to talk to Carolina. So just because... Ben Johnson's out of it. Does not mean the Carolina Panthers' options are limited to Shane Steichen, Jim Caldwell, Steve Wilkes, and Frank Reich. It, it's possible. That, that, that could be the case, but right now, that's not the case. Another guy that they're going to interview this week up in the Big Apple in NYC is former Saints coach Sean Payton, your best friend. A guy that I'm sure most of you, if not all, really did not like during his period of time as the Saints head coach where he did win a Super Bowl. But let's not forget that for three straight seasons with Drew Brees, the Saints went 7-9, and nine, and they thought about firing him. Yeah, he turned around. I think he won like four straight divisions after that. But it's not like Sean Payton had the Saints as a Super Bowl contender each and every season, and there is that stat that no coach has won a Super Bowl in two different spots. And there have been coaches who've gone to a Super Bowl one spot and gone to another one. Andy Reid, lost in Philadelphia, one in Kansas City, I think having Patrick Mahomes certainly helped. Uh, we've seen John Fox lose here in Carolina and lose in Denver in spectacular fashion at MetLife. So it's possible the coach can go have success someplace, go to another place, but never has a coach won a Super Bowl in two locations. Not to say that Sean Payton can't do it. Just saying if he does it, he'll be making history. And I don't necessarily, like I told you all, really believe in the idea of giving up draft capital for a coach. Coaches are important. Scheme is important. You can look at the current NFL landscape that is so offense first and seeing the Cowboys winning, seven of the eight teams right now have an offensive background head coach. Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl. Will he do in Dallas? We'll see. It's the Cowboys. They always falter in this time of the year. So, again, we'll see. But either way, you're seeing that scheme is important. But the players got to make the plays, man. Jared Goff, Sean McVay can do whatever he can to scheme guys open, but if he goes out there and he does not play well, it does not really matter. So the players got to make the plays. Coach got to put him in position, obviously. But I just really, when you look at trades, I'm cool with trading assets for a proven commodity. But I'm not, as far as a player goes, I don't really love the idea of giving up picks to Sean Payton, especially to a division rival. And I'm just still trying to understand why the hell the Saints would let Sean Payton go to a division rival 
unless they think like, ah, whatever, Sean's best days are past him. We're really not that concerned, and he's going to want personnel control, and that might not work out in Carolina. So, yeah, go ahead. Good luck, Sean. I don't know what it is, but apparently Roman Harper, a former Saints safety and also a former uh, Panther safety and current resident here in Charlotte, uh, was speaking to Kyle Bailey, who's the afternoon host over on WFNZ, my good buddy Kyle. Um, also, Roman, we he's been on the show. We talk plenty of times. We're friends. And Roman apparently had said, at least according to the folks in the Twitter sphere, that he thinks it's possible that Sean Payton could be the head coach here in Carolina. So I saw that. I texted Roman. I'm like, hey, buddy. Uh, apparently, some rando on Twitter is saying, no offense to that person, uh, that you think Sean might come to Carolina now. He said, yo, didn't say that. I said I never thought it could or would happen until over the weekend. So, Roman, you think it's a possibility? I'm too lazy, honestly, to go back and listen to the interview, so I'm just asking you myself since I have your number. Um, he said, I didn't think that until recently, but yes, I do because P the Panthers have some draft capital, but Houston has more. At some point, Mickey Loomis has to make some deal and get what he can for Sean. And my thoughts were, okay, so if the Saints are going to do that, then they got to get the Carolina Panthers 2023 first-round pick, right? Right, because I don't see how it's beneficial for them to allow the, the Panthers to get Sean Payton and be in position to draft a franchise quarterback. But I don't know. And Roman said that is a huge sticking point. Or you take more and get theirs next year. I'd demand more if I took theirs next year. So we saw Sean Payton, I think it was on Monday, uh, on the herd of Cal and Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio and whatever. I guess it's really the audience network. It doesn't matter. Um, Premier Network. doesn't matter. He was talking to Colin Cowherd saying that he felt like, okay, it's probably going to be like a mid to late first round pick as far as like what the Saints competition, compensation will be for whatever team trades for him if that happens this year. Now that goes down next year, but right now he feels like it's a mid to the late first round pick. And he also said every team has different ammunition. Houston has a number two pick. Carolina has a number nine pick. Also, there's future assets the Texans have because of what they got back from Cleveland for trading Deshaun Watson there to the Browns and the Panthers. They've been able to recoup some stuff by trading away Christian McCaffrey. I felt since that happened that that's been saved for them to trade up and get a quarterback, not to trade to get a head coach and Sean Payton, a good head coach, but one where it's just like, mm, is it really worth what you got to give up to bring him here? And are you going to end up winning the Lombardi? Because that's the thing. If you're going to trade a first-round pick for Sean Payton, you better damn well win a Super Bowl. And it's not to say that if you don't do it, that you're going to win a Super Bowl. I just don't – Oh, I just I, – I don't know. It's just weird to me to trade for a coach. I don't love the idea of it and the principle of it. It's just something that I, I wouldn't do. But I'm not a GM, never going to be one, don't want to be one, honestly. Uh, but either way, that's just kind of my feelings on it when it comes to Sean Payton and the Panthers potentially trading for him. So, yeah, I guess over the weekend – I don't know. I, I guess I should ask him what changed. I don't know what necessarily changed for him, but the Panthers received permission. The Saints are cool with Sean meeting with David Tepper in New York this week, and we'll see where it goes. My whole thing, though, is, like, if I'm Sean Payton, and, you know, like, y'all, if he wants to come here to Carolina, like, that's great. Cool. He's a proven winner. I'm fine with that. I'm not saying I'm against it. I just don't love that you have to trade for him. So, I guess I am against it, but I'm not against the guy as a coach and what he could do in Carolina. I just don't love the idea of giving up picks. But, hey, if you can give up a 2024 first-round pick and then still be able to have your quarterback, that'd be great. If you can draft a quarterback here in the first round where I saw a mock draft by Dane Brugley Athletic today that was saying that the Panthers would trade up to five with Seattle, which I've always felt was a trade partner. I 
don't think that the Houston Texans are dumb enough. Well, that's not true. I do think the Houston Texans are dumb enough to take Will Levis um, with their second overall pick. So never mind. But I hope is that they could get C.J. Stroud uh, there by trading up to five or wherever they got to get up to to get a quarterback, and they could do that this year and have Sean Payton. And if they give up their 2024 first-round pick and maybe one of the second-round picks or maybe a fourth-round pick as well that they got from um, San Francisco, then by all means, whatever. That that can work. Again, though, it's just like, trading for a coach? What are we doing here? So just for me, though, for Sean Payton, like if I'm Sean Payton, I'm looking at – the coaching market right now. Arizona, they finally hired their GM. It sounds like Peyton's going to want a lot of personnel control. And maybe that's a situation he can step in and have that out in the desert. He also gets to stay on the West Coast. And by all means, it sounds like he wants to be in L.A. where he's currently working for Fox and there's endless sunshine and all that. As I mentioned to y'all yesterday, and apparently he's been the worst kept secret in the league this season, Sean Payton wants the Chargers job. As of this moment, Brandon Staley looks like he's returning there in LA I think that's fair I know Saturday night was bad I didn't really watch the game but I know they were up 27 and nothing and somehow they lost but also it's the Chargers and that's kind of what they do but 10 and 7 this year 9 8 the year before they did the whole thing where he's firing the offensive coaching staff and bringing in new people to work with Justin Herbert to try and fix it typically when that happens that is a last ditch effort to keep your job. We saw it happen here with Ron Rivera. We saw it happen in Atlanta with uh, Dan Quinn. When you start firing coordinators, typically that's what happens next is you get fired if things don't turn around. Oh, yeah, by the way, Matt Rule fired a coordinator. How did that work out for the next year? It didn't. So Brandon Staley might be on borrowed time and likely is because all coaches and all of us really are on borrowed time, not to get too philosophical there, but – um. He's on borrowed time in Sandy in uh, Los Angeles. San Diego, that's what they're still going to call it to me. It doesn't matter. Um, but either way, if he doesn't like win enough next year, like they don't get to the divisional round, he might get his ass canned. And if Sean Payton really wants to charge his job, then why is he talking to the Texans and that dumpster fire and the Colts and the, Char- and the uh, Cardinals? Like Denver, fine. Carolina, fine. You know how I feel about David Tepper, but I don't want to be that guy and, you know, be too negative about this because I'm, I'm really not against it outside of the whole draft picks part of it all. But if I'm Sean Payton, I'm looking around at the jobs like, are these jobs really even that good? It's like, yo, let's be honest. Let's be honest about things. The Carolina Panthers are considered the best job on the market and they don't even have a quarterback. And the owner has done a terrible job. That tells you everything you need to know about the jobs available right now. And I, like, I love the Panthers. So do you. But come on, man. If the Panthers are the best job, then maybe, just maybe, if you're a Super Bowl winning head coach, you might want to reassess things and really think, is this what I want to do? So I'm just – I would not be surprised if Sean Payton decides after his conversation with David Tepper. He's like, you know what? I got a good job at Fox. I got plenty of money. I'm making money there. I'm just going to wait and see if Brandon Staley can hang on for another year. And he could just keep waiting because if he really wants to charge his job, at some point, Justin Herbert as a, head co- as a quarterback is going to need a new head coach. It's going to happen one day. It could be next year. So I don't know with Sean Payton. It just That's just one thing I'm thinking about. Like, if you really want that job, why are you out here searching for other jobs? And maybe it's trying to put the onus on the Chargers to then dump Staley. But Jim Trotter, as I mentioned to you all, who covers the league for the NFL Network and is longtime San Diego resident, been following the Chargers since they were in San Diego and now in L.A. for a long time. He says, knowing that ownership group, the Spanos family, does not look like Staley's going to get get uh, fired. So we'll see. So 
Panthers talking to Sean Payton this week. It looks like a possibility. That's one of his former players who came on this show a couple months ago and said it didn't think it was going to happen. Something changed over the weekend to where he thinks it's a possibility. So, Sean Payton, let's not cross him off. Let's let the rest of the search process play out. But it certainly feels like Sean Payton could be the Carolina Panthers' next head coach. And that's not something I felt was even possible all season long, even outside of my conversation with Roman. Just thinking, why would the Saints trade him in the division? Who knows? Okay, so again, Ben Johnson pulling out of the search. What now? But also, could this possibly be the best thing for the Panthers moving forward? Because it allows David Tepper, not even allows, forces David Tepper to be a tad bit more patient. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Now, the betting odds at Bet Online last week were that Ben Johnson had 5 1 odds to be the next Panthers head coach. Well, would love to see what the new odds are going to be coming out tomorrow. Uh, BetOnline.net, by the way, is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from the NFL playoffs to the NBA, college basketball, and so much more. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which I imagine you do since you're listening to this one, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, I'm having a thought that Ben Johnson pulling out could be a blessing in disguise for the Carolina Panthers just so that this search actually becomes a search. Because right now, up until this point, it's been a search. And I'm putting that in quotes. Now it actually might be a search because David Tepper actually has to open up his mind to all the candidates that he's requested and that are available opposed to just zeroing in on one guy. Now, who knows? Maybe Sean Payton will now be the guy he wants and they'll meet and they'll talk. Will meatballs be involved? Not quite sure. Sean Payton, I feel like, holds all the cards. David Tepper can throw him a bag. Does that mean that Sean wants to come here? It's also going to cost a lot of money as far as draft picks go and compensation. We'll see. But for me, I just, when I talked to y'all yesterday, I was kind of like, okay, so how is a guy who's not interviewed for the job considered the favorite? And I brought up the point that with the Rooney rule, whatever, as far as like, you know, the intentions, but owners are going to do whatever they want. And David Tepper was showing you right then and there that, hey, if I like a candidate, I see what he's doing out there in Detroit. I've never even talked to the dude. I'm going to get him and I'm going to make it known that that's who I want. Maybe that scared Ben Johnson off that David Tepper was too thirsty. And he was like, you know what? Might have a stage five, five clinger here. Let me just go back to Detroit and I hang out Dan instead of going back down to Carolina. I don't know. But it now allows David Tepper to take a bit of a reset and to assess the conversation that he had with Jim Caldwell and the conversation that he's had with Frank Reich and, and Shane Steichen, who I've told y'all from the beginning, if it's not going to be Wilkes, give me Shane Steichen 
who has experience being a play caller and who has worked with quarterbacks and has yeah, right now at a winning organization. And just because he has a winning organization, just he's, because he's at a winning organization does not win, mean he's going to be a winner. Uh, look at how great the Patriots assistants have done. And I saw someone the other day on Twitter being like, I want my coach who's from a winning organization. Okay, uh, you want Charlie Weiss? You want Romeo Cornell? You want Josh McDaniels? Come on, man. It's and We've seen it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Doug Peterson leaves Kansas City with Andy Reid. I won the Super Bowl in Philadelphia. The Bears are like, damn, let's try that with Matt Nagy. Oh, crap. This guy actually sucks as a coach. So it's not as simple as that. If it was, then everyone would be winning games. But as we talked about with quarterback search, if it was that simple, everyone would have a quarterback, which is not the case, especially here in Carolina right now, unfortunately. But this now allows David Tepper to take a step back, look at his options, look at guys like Ken Dorsey, look at guys like Edgero Evero, who, again, defensive guy, if they're not going to hire – if they're not going to hire a defensive – okay, if they're not going to hire Steve Wilkes, I don't think they're going to hire a defensive coach. So, Evero, checks the final box for any rule, cool, whatever. Uh, Mike Kafka, Kellen Moore, like those guys – the Dorseys, the Kafkas, the Kellen Moores, and the Frank Reichs, who are also, I think he's going to interview in Arizona. I saw that now that they have their general their general manager in place. It allows him now to sit back and evaluate those guys and Shane Steichen as well, and of course Wilkes. It allows him to sit back and go through the process. Because Mike Kafka might be a really sharp dude, man, having spent time with Andy. And I know I just went over saying that it doesn't necessarily always work, but to spend time with Andy, then you go with Dable, who did a really good job with Josh Allen after coming over from Alabama, where he coached Jalen Hurts, did a really good job with Josh Allen. And then this year with Mike Kafka, has done a great job for Charlotte's own Daniel Jones, who was out there slinging it on Sunday in that win against the Vikings. Maybe Kafka's got the goods that he's gone and left Kansas City, taking an OC job, and had success. And possibly that's what's holding back Biennemi, who has not left Kansas City. And there's been a little bit of you know, things bubbling on the surface that he might try and get an OC job elsewhere to prove that he can be the right guy. Maybe there's other things there. I don't really know what the deal with that is and kind of over that whole conversation anyways. But maybe Mike Kafka's the dude. And they request to talk to him. And if David Tepper would have talked to Ben Johnson, he could have been like, all right, Ben Johnson's my guy. I'll talk to the other guys because I have to, but that's who I want to be here in Carolina, especially when he was already so eager to talk to him and – he probably already let it known to a lot of people because there's a reason why Vegas thought Ben Johnson was going to be the favorite outside of him being from the state of North Carolina. Like, it can't just be that. Because my understanding is that Frank Reich also has ties to the area. And then Ken Dorsey has been here before. Different ownership, different regime. But still, there had to be more to it than just Ben Johnson is a native son of the Carolinas. I really want Mike Kafka to come in here and talk to David Tepper if he's going to be talking to a lot of these OCs. Like Steichen, right now, that's, that's kind of my top guy outside of Wilkes. Let's see what now happens. And understand, too, I, I told, as, I, as I told y'all last week, like this is not going to be something that just happens today. Like If he had a college coach like Jim Harbaugh, who's gone back to Michigan uh, because of the lack of the NFL interest, not because he, any, he didn't want to be in the NFL, because if he wanted an NFL job, he would still be here, and if someone wanted him, he'd be an NFL head coach. But looking at it, and I totally lost my train of thought by saying that. I don't even know where I was going with this conversation, but that's where I'm at. Uh, the cruise has caught up to me, y'all, to be honest with you. I've been congested all day. I didn't even know if I was going to do a podcast because I was like feeling like crap. But then this news dropped, and it got me re-energized, and I'm still trying to like 
stall here and see if I can remember what I was trying to say to y'all. I don't know. Either way, Tepper, he's got more time to sit down and talk to these guys. Oh, yeah, like I told y'all last week, the decision was likely going to come at the end of the month or the first week of February. It was not going to be made, like, tomorrow. It could be in his mind, but officially could not be made this early into the process with so many other coaches who haven't yet even been available to interview in, in person or even virtually. We haven't even gotten to the in-person part of it. So, like, really, I guess the virtual part, but whatever. I guess he's doing it in person with Sean Payton. I don't know. I forget the NFL rules. It's so convoluted and complicated and all that kind of stuff. But that's where we're at. Ben Johnson, no longer a part of it. Maybe one day he'll come home and be the head coach, but that day will not be today or tomorrow or any time probably the next 12 months, 24, 36. We'll see. Okay, that's going to wrap it up on this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly again, Julian Council. Make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show. Thanks to all the folks here. we got about what, 114 now we're in here live watching this on this live edition of Locked On Panthers. Not going to always do these, as I told y'all, but times like this where it's like haven't recorded yet and news comes out, why the hell not go ahead and go on live and talk to y'all about what happened with Ben Johnson. Hey, if you ever miss a live edition, that's okay. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show as I'm getting a phone call right now. And also, be sure to follow me on Twitter right there at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council to participate in this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag on Locked on Panthers. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you tomorrow as we continue to go through this roller coaster ride of the Panthers trying to find a head coach. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.